Dorf, and I'm an award-winning indie film horror actress, and you're listening to The Atomic Podcast. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Atomic Podcast, and here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Welcome back to the Atomic Podcast with your host, Efren Guzman. Today, Efren's special guest is an award-winning actress, producer, cinematographer, editor, writer. She's done it all, and she can be seen right now in Scream, Queen, Shream. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Heather Dorf. Heather, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, Where are you originally from? Um, I'm originally from Chicago. But I've moved around quite a lot. Um, I've lived in Georgia, uh, New Orleans. I spent a little bit of time in New York. Um, went back to Chicago, and then eventually Los Angeles. So that's where I am now. Uh, um, um, well, Chicago is basically your home base, though, right? It is. It's where I was born, and I've spent the most time, most years thus far, living in Chicago. Yeah. Oh, uh, but, but but in the city, Chicago, or more of the suburbs, or just the city itself? So split half and half, half suburbs growing up, like as a kid, and then the, as an adult in the city, like in Wicker Park. Uh, so tell me about Chicago, because, you know, people, you know, I'm, I'm originally from New York, and people always say, oh, New York and Chicago are so similar in um, people and, and public transportation. Um, how was your experience living in Chicago? I mean, I don't think they're anything alike. Really? New York and Chicago? Not really. I mean, they're alike in all the ways that big cities are alike, I guess, with, you know, the downtown and the skylines and the good eats and, like, Broadway-type, you know, venues and theater and stuff like that. Those things are similar, but again, you know, that can be found in many big cities. Um, I think the people are vastly different (laughs) (laughs) between New York and the Midwest, like, period. But Chicago and New York, like, you know, you know what I mean. New York, there's some characters. And, you know, everyone is in a lot more of a rush. I'm not even kidding. New York, everyone's in a damn rush. If you are walking, and I walk really fast, okay? I've had people get angry at me for how fast I walk. (laughs) And in New York, I've almost gotten mowed over like a bunch of times you know what's funny you know what's funny because I've been living in the Midwest for a couple of months now and um, the attitude is just so much different here everybody's so mellow and so chilled and you know the style for the girls here they have hoodies and Uggs and tight stretchies and you know no one cares about style here in New York everyone's into fashion the girls are holding Starbucks cups and power suits and shoes it's just so different I know, I know. Yeah, I mean, if you go to, like, downtown Chicago, you will see more, like, women in, like, power suits and that kind of thing. Uh, but you are right. Like, the, the fashion is definitely way lazier um, <laughs> in the Midwest as a whole. Like, New York is fashion is a fashion capital, though, so it's hard. But, yeah, there's many differences. I mean, yeah, and, you know, there's good public trans in Chicago, but... New York is, like, twice as big, and they have their subway and the Long Island Railroad. I mean, it's just insane how much public transit is in New York. Um, Chicago's just smaller. It's just, it's they're different. I feel like when I'm walking in New York, I feel like I'm in a big advertisement. Like, everywhere <laughs> I walk, it's like there's a br- big, bright ad. And Chicago's way more laid back. It's right off the, like, the, the uh, lake. And it's just beautiful. It's like the low ocean a little bit. I mean, like I said, similarities, but 
much different feels. If you are in New York, like born and bred, and you love New York, that does not mean you'll love Chicago, or vice versa. Yeah, that's true. Well, I, I know, I think, I guess people um, have told me it's similar because of, I guess, the whole city feel to it, and it's a lot of moving around, and trains and buses, and homeless people outside, well, and all that. So. <laughs> but like I said, all these things are things that you can attribute to any major city. So I think the best people you can ask are people who've lived in both, which I have. Yeah. I have lived in both New York and Chicago. It's like, they're way different. Like, way different people are different. Schools are different. Culture is different. Everything is different. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's a different city. I mean, you know, but, but again, that it would be like the same thing as saying, like, every southern, like, country area or backward area is the same as not. A good example is, you know, I don't know if you've ever been to southern Illinois, but it's hilariously, like, western, like, everyone on horseback. Like, you know, like taking, tending to like the cornfields and stuff, but super like cowboy, the most cowboy feel I've ever felt. And it's really cool. But it's like, I grew up in the South as well. Like you don't see people on freaking horses, like with bales of hay and shit in Georgia, but you do in in Illinois. (laughs) This is random. (laughs) So So tell me how... So tell me how a girl like you from Chicago wind up in Los Angeles. Like, what got you to that point, and how did you find your passions into the acting? Well, I want to say acting, the whole entertainment field. Well, to be fair, the uh, like wanting to be an actress has always just kind of been a part of me since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, I think uh, it was Buffy the Vampire Slayer, funny enough, that like really made me want to do it uh, because I really wanted to be a part of a show like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was inspiring like that, but also kind of fantasy and, like, you know, horror-based, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I always kind of wanted to do it, and I started in high school acting and stuff, but once I moved back to Chicago, um, recession hit, and I was working and stuff, but I just had free time, and I was like, screw it, I'm going to go after this again. So I did. I, You know, I started taking acting classes, and just kind of fell into it, and kind of fell into indie horror specifically, very on accident. Um, and I did that in Chicago for about five years and had some success in it. But the thing is, um, my moving to L.A., I actually did not do for my acting career. Really? So I know that seems random. Uh, no, no, I just came because I've always wanted to live in California. My dad was born in Los Angeles, and I always wanted to live here. Um, I had a bunch of friends out here that, that aren't even in the film industry. They just all live out here for whatever reason. And I was sick of the weather in Chicago, so I just left. But this was not uh, career-driven. If anything, I think it's harder to have a career in some ways here in Los Angeles because it's 20 times more competitive. You know what I'm saying? More than 20, hundreds, hundreds and hundreds. You know, in Chicago, there's maybe like 10 well-known, you know, indie film actresses. And in Chicago, I mean, in Los Angeles, there's hundreds. So... But, it's a different thing. But is there more opportunity for you in uh, Los Angeles than it would be in Chicago? Yes and no. It depends. It depends on what you're talking about. So horror films especially, believe it or not, and that is what I'm known for at this point, right? So mm-hmm. it's harder to like break out into other things because you get sort of typecasted, which is whatever, you know, that's fine. Um, but a lot of horror films like film sort of everywhere, and they tend to film a lot in the Midwest states. So sometimes it's actually easier to get cast for those particular kinds of things if you're already out in the Midwest. So it really just depends. I mean, perfectly honest, um, I love this. I love acting and I love film and stuff, but it's always been sort of a, like a, like a, 
I don't want to say a hobby because I have a huge passion for it, but I've just never like gone after it like full throttle like I should. So I do like a few, you know, I'll do like two or three usually features a year and I'm good. That's all I need. Uh, but obviously it's not enough to live on. I would have to do like 10 or something if I really wanted to like live on that income. But it's just, ugh, I, I hate the whole game behind it, like having to you know, suck up to people or try to sell yourself. I'd rather just, like, work with my friends and people I know and be a part of some fun projects here and there and not take myself for anything too seriously and just have a good time and do good work and, and leave it at that. So. So, um, what was your biggest influence into becoming an actor? I'm telling you, it was Buffy. Buffy? Was Buffy. Buffy completely? Yes. Wow. I mean, not, like, Buffy herself, but, like, the whole freaking show. It really was the whole show. Like, Joss Whedon, to this day, I think, is one of the best, like, writers just ever. I mean, it was just such an inspiring... I mean, it was inspiring. It was uplifting. It had so many, like, analogies to, like, life. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. how to get through things. I just would love to be a part of a show like that that's timeless like that. Oh, how was the, um, how was the Buffy movie with Christy Swanson? But that, that wasn't really... <laughs> <laughs> No. No? <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Pee Wee Herman has, like, the best scene uh, ever. The whole, like, best scene where he keeps going, ooh, yeah. ah. Like, that's the best scene ever, ever in any movie. Uh, but no. <laughs> Otherwise, I, I found that film to be quite ridiculous. <laughs> um, how would you do... <laughs> what happened? Oh, I was going to say, did you hear, I heard, I found out this the other day, Joss Whedon uh, commented on it, that Donald Sutherland, that the reason why, he thinks that half the reason why the film failed so horribly is Donald Sutherland refused to learn any lines and ad-libbed everything. It was all, like, improv and ad-libbed, all of his lines, and he's like, this is why it doesn't make any sense, his character makes no sense. (laughs) Oh. Great. That's a, that's that's a good trivia for me because I didn't even know he he did that. Wow. I didn't either, but that's pretty shitty, to be honest. And then it also makes a lot of sense why he has not been doing as many films anymore. I probably heard him. <laughs> it's kind of funny because, you know, Alec Guinness did Star Wars and he kind of looked down at Star Wars. And Star Wars is like pretty much everybody from the 80s, you know, that pretty much made Obi-Wan Kenobi big. You know, it was that. And then Donald Pleasance in Halloween as well where he kind of didn't want to do it, but, you know, he's more famous now for doing the role as Dr. Sam Loomis than, I guess, any other role he's ever done, you know, but unless you're born in that certain era, you've seen Donald Pleasant's work, but it's kind of funny how, you know, I guess, you know, Buffy did, it wasn't, it was, I don't know how much money it actually made, but, um... Donald Sutherland, you know, was a is a tremendous actor at that time, and he ended up right. doing that. And it's kind of funny that he's like, ah, oh, I, I, I don't, I don't want to learn lines. I just, I'm just going to do it like that. So, well, kind of I think it basically boiled down to yeah, maybe he didn't want to do it, or maybe he was having, you know, or maybe he was looking down on it. Whatever he thought, maybe like what he came up with was better. I've seen like that happen too when like actors and directors and and just you know creatives get like big heads. Uh, it can be kind of painful. <laughs> to deal- <laughs> <laughs> Especially because Joss Whedon at the time wasn't like huge. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. now, no one would dare do that to Joss Whedon. Like, well, I mean, Edward Norton did that too. Though Edward Norton said he refused to play the Hulk unless he could, unless he specifically wrote all his lines. Yeah, it's like over Joss Whedon, who's yeah. a freaking literary master. It's like, dude, and that's why he <laughs> got kicked off of that, which sucks. <laughs> big heads 
Big heads, my friend. Yeah. Um, what what is it about um the the appeal of horror to you that you that that you enjoy? What is it about the the horror aspect of filmmaking? Well, I mean, I will say this much. I've done, you know, I've done dramas, I've done comedies and stuff, and everything is fun. Actually, comedies can be really intense uh, to shoot. They're not nearly as fun. They're way more intense. There's just a lot of stress behind it. Um, and dramas can just, you know, again, it's just very laid back. Um, I think what I like about horror and, and shooting horror and being a part of horror is just, it is really, although it's really hard to do, it's, it drains you and stuff. It's so much more... Uh, rewarding and like exhilarating uh, when you're on a film set and you know you're doing stunts and running around and you're like giving 110% or whatever you know screaming your lungs out and stuff blowing out your voice for your role it just I don't know there's just something about it it feels like you put so much more of yourself into it um, your emotions into it I guess and more of a range so that I think that's what I like about it yeah um what is um is there a, like I know you said you're a big fan of Buffy but is there a particular like horror icon movie villain that you love like you know there's you know I'm a big Freddy fan and Michael Myers is there a particular horror horror icon that you uh, Yeah I mean mine would be uh American Psycho Christian Bale Oh Patrick Bateman American Psycho. Oh. Yeah 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 absolutely what I is- mean like Yes. <laughs> what is it about that character? <laughs> um, I just think, well, it's the whole movie. It's one yeah. of my favorite horror films ever, for one. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's more, you know, it is a horror film. It's a psychological thriller, but that is horror, mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, it also has some slasher aspects to it. I mean, I know it's more cerebral than most horror, horror films, but it is a horror film. Um, uh, he is just so sociopathic it is amazing i mean he's not a sociopath because he does have feelings at the end of the day he's no he's a psychopath he is he's an absolute fucking psychopath and it's just amazing to see him play it because he plays it so well so flawlessly so coolly i mean like the whole like when he's dancing and like jared leto's like sitting on the couch or whatever and he's like telling him about this like album or whatever and kill i mean that is just epic it's so good (laughs) I, know. It's, it's, I love it. I would die. I would love to be like a to, to have been able to be in that film and like him kill me even. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, what is it? with like you know, there's a lot of people who go either way. Either you know, people love comedy, they love horror. But you say you you know you love comedy, you love horror yourself. Um, is there a particular role that? Um, you would love to play. It, it could be comedy or horror. Is there like any kind of role that that you know, like a dream role for you or anything? Yeah, I mean, for sure. Actually, it's not even comedy or horror. I, I do like everything, but one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite uh, genres, well, two of them, is sci-fi and fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, are two of my favorite, and uh, one of my favorite books of all time is called. Um, Passage by Justin Cronin. It's actually a series, um, and they're supposed to be. Now I've heard they're making a TV show, and I could not believe it. They're supposed. They were supposed to have made movies, which I think would have been better. But now they're making TV shows. Let's pray they don't ruin them like they have with so many other books thus far. But that being said, there's this um, Alicia Donato, I think is her name, and I would love to play that character. She's just this like badass and this like post-apocalyptic, like zombie vampire-filled world and it's just a really cool role but um otherwise if i could also i would love to be a part of the new star wars franchise <laughs> just anything oh, yeah. in there i would die just 
to be a part of that because I love, I mean, I love Star Wars, so. Oh, uh, a woman after my heart. I love Star Wars as well. I, w- I would even love to be a hut or something or just put me in yes. as, as a Greedo or something. Ten seconds right. in film. That's all I want. Like Daniel Craig, you know, Daniel Craig was the freaking stormtrooper and his, he only had... Well, I think he had like a, like a, a line or something like that, and he walked out. Right. You know, so it's re- right. it's a. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so that's amazing to hear. Yeah, you yeah, know? no, I am. I would love to be a part of Star Wars. Like I said, sci-fi and fantasy is my number one uh, genre, and fantasy leading into like vampires and stuff, which I know are more horror. But the problem is because I like it more in an action. I guess I really like action. That is what it is. I yeah. love action films. Like some of my favorite films are like gladiator and i'm trying to think uh <laughs> i was actually doing this the other day when someone's like what are your favorite films i started naming them and they're he's like all of those are action v for vendetta matrix um i'm trying to think of a few others i'm blipping right now but those are some of my favorites but they're all like action type films in a specific genre so like action horror action comedy or, or like lethal weapon i love the lethal weapon films yeah. uh the die hard films um and Star Wars is literally, like, action in sci-fi, you know what I'm saying, yeah. environment, so um, I think what it is, I really, like, well-thought-out action films in, in all genres, um, so, like, vampires, I love vampire films, but I don't like, like, melancholy, slow vampire films, I like Blade, okay, yeah. Blade, that's yeah. what I like. <laughs> Yeah, you know what's a good one? I don't know if you ever seen it. John Carpenter's Vampires. That's another great vampire film. I don't know if you ever seen I've that. I've actually not seen that. I'll look into it though. Oh I my do god! Stories and films. Dude, anything so. with John Carpenter, like you really have to watch that vampire movie because it's not. It's just like a like a blade. It's not your typical vampire movie, but you know, definitely check nice. that out. You know, um, I was gonna actually, I was gonna actually also, um, what was your first film that you got involved in? Oh, Jesus, what the frick even was it? Um, I don't know. Uh, do you mean, like, a bigger film or, like, okay. a student? Because I did, like, student projects. No, no, no um, um, your, your, your bigger film. Okay, so the first, like, bigger film was Afraid of Sunrise, Afraid for of sunrise. sure. Um, that was a feature-length vampire film. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, funny enough, I was super excited too, and I play lead in that. Uh, it was with Andy Shatner, and that was many, many moons ago. It feels like that was, uh, I think it was two thousand and two thousand eleven, right? Late, yeah, yeah, late two, yeah. God, that feels like years <laughs> ago. Um, it was years ago. I mean, but it feels like a like a whole nother life. But yeah, um, that was the first yeah feature I ever did, and really the first like bigger film because everything before that was like shorts and or student films. Um, so, you know, just little tiny things I did here and there. Well, how did it feel getting involved in it? Like your first foray into acting, like how was it for you? Like, was it intimidating? It was was awesome. It It led me to do quite a lot of other things. Um, honestly, it's the reason why I started kind of going kind of full throttle into this because I was super excited to get the role. Um, like when I got the sites and everything, it was open auditions and, you know, we just all had to come in and, uh, I really, really identified with the role, like really did, but I just didn't have much confidence, even though at this point I've been taking acting classes in Chicago for a while, and I love vampire stuff, and I took it very seriously, I just, you know, I hadn't done anything yet, so I just, or I hadn't done much, so I wasn't really sure, you know, if I was even ready, and I went into this, you know, interview, 
and, or you know audition rather audition and you know I just did it and I, I it was so funny because I wasn't even trying to act you know what I'm saying I was just trying to be what I felt the role was and he immediately was like you're it you're my Perry like I'm hiring you and I was I was just stoked and yeah once I got on set and started meeting people and, and seeing how the whole process went for like a you know a bigger film and stuff I was just I just loved it and it, you know I used that a lot of the people from that cast and crew to do my own short film what they say which I produced mm-hmm. and wrote you know the, the original story for that was adapted into the screenplay and stuff so mm-hmm. it was kind of like a catapult oh and then you know you've just been going film after film after film and um you've just been in a lot of different things um so far like how do you like how do you diversify yourself like would you get in like if, if if a role calls for you to take off your hair or, or, or gain some pounds or lose some pounds, are you like a method actor that would do that? I absolutely would if the role was right. If it was worth it, if the, if the script was good. Obviously, I'm not just going to do that for just some. Yeah. I'm filming with my iPhone in the backyard. Uh, you know, no. But if it was like a serious project and I really identified with the role, um, I'd have no problem. Now, that being said, within reason, okay, like, I appreciate Christian Bale, and I appreciate Jared Leto, but they have made themselves so skinny, and Matthew McConaughey, so sickly skinny, like, like, anorexically, deathly skinny, I don't know if you've noticed, but they aged themselves, like, 10 years, each of them did, like, once they gained the weight back, their faces had, like, 60 million more wrinkles on them, it's like, because you can't do that to your body, you can't, you can actually, it's actually safer to gain weights. I mean, within reason, again, within reason, but you can easily gain 50 or 60 pounds, slowly lose that weight, and that's not going to affect you as negatively as lose, dropping 100 pounds and becoming deathly ill. That's going to just, and, and for like, you got to think for like four or five months while you're filming. That's horrible. No. I mean, like, I, I don't understand why we have to do that. We have CGI now. There's so many ways and really good, you know, practical effects that can make you look emaciated without actually doing it. I don't care why we have to do it. I was actually, do you consider, do you consider yourself a scream queen or like, do you get, do you hate being labeled that or do you, like, you know how... Oh, I definitely, I don't hate it. Yeah, okay. No, of course not. I I think it's an honor when people label me as that. Do I consider myself one? No. Do I think it's an honor when people do? Absolutely. But I think... I think it's very hard to be a true scream queen anymore. It's just a different, not in the, I mean, I guess, or, or scream queens are just different now yeah. than they were 20 years ago. You know, like how you become one and what you do to become one is just way different. And people have to recognize that. And I, you know, me too, we have to recognize. It's just, it's a different thing. The digital age has totally changed um, our, you know, media consumption and how much is out there and, and how, you know, like me, I've done, you know, easily, you know, three projects, four projects this year, uh, would very easily, um, I guarantee you most people could do 10 or 15, whatever it may be. Um, it's just a lot, I don't know, it's just, it's just, it's just kind of changed it. So yes, I do get labeled a scream queen. Obviously you probably know I have a show called Scream Queen Stream. <laughs> so, I mean, I do, I, you know, in some ways I identify with that, but in others I totally recognize when people are like, you have not done enough to deserve that title. I'm no Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, so. Yeah. Um, this, um, since, you ever, since you already mentioned it, talk about Scream Queen Stream. Talk about the show. Oh, yeah. Well, 
this is just like a, it's like a weekly little web series, me and my friend and also fellow uh, horror film director, actress, writer, producer, all those things, uh, <laughs> Jessica Cameron. Uh, we came up with this idea of just kind of doing this like fun little weekly web series where we do different things from like interviews to like funny challenges and pranks or whatever it may be to like just you know uh, you seeing us at events or different things we're doing just to kind of give you an inside look at our lives but also some of the fun we have together because we're both quite uh, silly when we're together um we have kind of funny personalities that kind of uh bounce off each other or whatever um yeah so it's just this fun little thing that we do for fans and our friends and whoever uh you know to kind of give a look into the like what it's like to be an indie horror film actress kind of living in LA mm-hmm. which is mostly just our silly antics so there you go uh, so how, that's that's the show <laughs> um how would you describe yourself in terms of attitude and personality um oh god uh introverted I mean I guess I don't know a bit of a dork um <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm more of a gamer, I'm very laid back, um, I would say tomboy probably would be the right, like, term, you know, I've always kind of been really? sort of, somewhat of a tomboy in a certain sense, um, especially when you pit me against, like, Jessica, who's, like, always wearing pink and dresses and six-inch <laughs> stilettos, and I'm in, like, a t-shirt and jeans and, like, my, you know, chucks. Like, it's <laughs> two totally different personality types there. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's really, like I said, gamer, dork, introverted, sarcastic. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> about it. <laughs> um, describe, describe a typical day for you at, you know, you know, just a typical day for you. Like, you, know, you get up, you go to work, or like, what is your day? Yeah, so I actually, oh God, I work from home. I'm an SEO consultant by day, a digital marketing consultant. Okay. Um, so, you know, I work from home, but a typical day, I mean, it depends. A lot of my day is usually involved with me getting whatever my day job stuff is done. I also host guests through Airbnb, so usually I'm always constantly, constantly cleaning my house or, um, you know, invite, like, greeting guests or whatever, and then also either filming or editing Screen Queen stream, usually. One of the two. That's, like, a typical day. Uh, so, basically, three different jobs. Job jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to squeeze in, you know, <laughs> other, like, daily life needs in between there. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the single best piece of advice you ever received from anybody in the entertainment field, an actor, or, you know? Um... I think probably the best advice was it's kind of like it was kind of like go big or go home. It's like make a, make a strong decision and stick with it. Um, mm-hmm. If you are trying to be an actor and you know you're going to these auditions and you're not getting cast or you're not getting any you know input, the best thing you can do when you're auditioning is make a strong choice. Remember that like film is about us and our most extreme moments people don't want to see like this average day of this person this person being an average personality they want to see like the extremes so even if it feels you know a little bit odd be if, if the person's angry be extremely angry if the person's sad be extremely sad i'm not saying overact but i am saying make a strong choice and go with it be that thing be it strongly don't be half-assing it don't be kind of mellow because that's not what an audition is about and uh, they can't really get anything from you that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Any um, any regrets in life? I mean, we all have regrets, right? I mean, everyone has regrets. Mm-hmm. I wish I had started acting sooner. 
you know, like I wish I had moved to LA sooner when I was younger so I could pursue it more seriously when I had less responsibilities. We all have regrets. Um, all you can do is learn from your mistakes and keep moving forward and uh, don't let them bog you down. Yeah. Um, what is your personal motto? Uh, take a chance and go with it. Take a chance. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good motto. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts of women in film now? Um, do you feel there's more opportunity or you feel nothing has changed or you feel there's less opportunity? Um, I feel things have slightly changed but not much. I think outwardly people want you to think things have changed uh, but, they, but they're not as much. And, and here's the thing, part of it is women's fault too. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, it's not just the men's fault. Like part of it is women for numerous things, us not standing up for ourselves or us standing up for ourselves in the wrong ways at the wrong times. I know that sounds weird, but you actually can make a situation but worse by choosing to do a stupid thing at the wrong time. Like, yeah. Or choosing to be a strong head at the wrong time, like arguing at the wrong time. Um, but also women being catty Mm-hmm. Like, women are inherently more emotional and catty than men. This is a simple truth. This is how the universe <laughs> works, okay? All right? And the fact of the matter is, because of this, though, there will always be a bit of a hindrance in the industry because they are so freaking catty. Mm-hmm. They're hard to deal with. They, they create drama. They backstab each other. No one appreciates that. And no one wants to work with people who do that on a business level. As an actress, when you can't destroy the film, sure. But who wants that kind of personality type as a producer or as a director, you know? So we all just have to work better at, like, being more professional (laughs) as a whole. Wait, maybe it's my tomboyishness. I just don't put up with that bullshit. (laughs) Never have. Wait. Um, What will make you most happy in life? Um, oh, man, that is a good question. I mean... You know what? Being able to live comfortably um, and still act and still, you know, do the things I love to do, travel and eat out and stuff. And be able to do all the things I love while still living comfortably. I don't need to be rich. I don't want to be poor. Uh, but, but just being able to do what I love and live comfortably, that that is my goal. So far, everywhere you, you lived at, what is, where has been the best place you have eaten food? New York, Chicago, Los Angeles? Uh, Chicago. Chicago. By far, and yeah. Um, do yes. you have a? Um, I'm in Wisconsin. Do you have what? What place in Chicago have you eaten at? Do you remember like the names <sighs> of the spots or? I ate at the fourth top restaurant of the world, which is Alenia, which is in Chicago. It's literally the fourth rated best restaurant in the world. That's really expensive, though. So don't go there unless you have a lot of money that you just want to blow on a little four-hour dinner experience. It was amazing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's very expensive. Uh, that being said, uh, there's, oh, my God, there's so much in Chicago. I feel like I would need, like, a little book yeah. to say, like, some of the, but Mexique is very good. Um, oh, my gosh. I, I would need a little book. It's been, yeah, consider, I moved away, like, two years ago. I'd need to look oh. at my Yelp to see, like, <laughs> you know, Girl and the Goat's very good. There's just so many low but the thing is there's a lot of hole in the wall places yeah. that cost like nothing that are just so good <laughs> peace you know pizza um is amazing i'm trying to think oh there's so many things i don't know <laughs> wicker park is amazing <laughs> you can't go wrong just go to wicker park and walk for like two blocks and you will run into a really good restaurant <laughs> oh. how about in new york is there any restaurants you remember in new york Oh, man, 
And there was this weirdly, because I love New Orleans food. I mean, New Orleans food is very good too, but in a very different way, like in Cajun. Like, you know, that is yeah. really like the hole in the wall, like Cajun food. Yeah. Believe it or not, though, in New York, I went to a New Orleans Cajun style, like fancier restaurant in Manhattan that was freaking delicious but i cannot remember the name but it was so good <laughs> it's delicious but that's the thing i've eaten I, I you know i had an amazing experience in scotland when i was there at, at yeah. this random like really good restaurant i mean good food can be found anywhere um it's just i've noticed that chicago specifically the reason why chicago is superb is because it also just happens to be the cheapest. Like, Chicago is one of the most li- livable cities, cost-wise. Really? And you get all the big city perks without the, the price. That's the real difference between Chicago and New York. Because, obviously, New York has tons of good food. But the thing is, it's just really expensive. <laughs> yeah, that is so true. Because so far, like, living out here, like, the food has been okay. But, you know, it's, it's like I'm always comparing it to New York food. So I just have that problem. Like, oh, this doesn't taste like New York food because it tastes so different, you know? Even the way they do sushi out here is just so different. They're like, They have sesame seeds in their sushi. I don't know. It's just so weird. It's like little things like that. But, you know, it's well, like... Too. You're not talking about Chicago itself, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, not Chicago itself. But, like, I'm on, like, on the yeah. outskirts. So, between, like, the border of Chicago. I mean, Chicago. The board, the border of Illinois. So, like, Richmond, yeah. Illinois. And Antioch. Stuff like that. Right. Go to Chicago. Have a good, like, dinner night. Have, like, a good weekend in Chicago. Specifically in the summer. Like, go there. Spend a weekend in Chicago. I can give you a few references. I guarantee you. You're going to be like, oh, yes, this is equally as good as New York. Except it's cheaper. You know, there's certain things. Obviously, everywhere, there's certain things places do better. New York does New York-style pizza and bagels. They are. That's what they're known for. Yep. Chicago is it's the hot dogs. You know what I'm saying? And the deep dish pizza. Yeah. You know? So, Wisconsin's like cheese or something. <laughs> and, and beer, and beer. <laughs> and beer, yeah. And that's another thing that's cool about Chicago and Wisconsin. I mean, just how many microbreweries are around and how yeah. much, like, uh, super unique beer you can get there. It's just cool. It's really, it's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you, too, um, how has work affected your personal life? Has, has it affected it or not at all? Wise? Yeah. Um, there were some, yeah, there were, <laughs> okay. there were some strains on relationships, because uh, yeah. uh, it's not fun. It's not fun dating someone, and they go, hey, I'm going to be gone for three weeks on set, you know, and I have someone who's playing my, you know, boyfriend or husband, and we have, you know, sex scenes or whatever, we kiss a bunch or whatever, maybe, like, no partner loves hearing that. (laughs) (laughs) It's not fun. And it's hard to understand, too, you know, if you're not doing it, it's really hard to understand. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's, 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 it, I don't know, like, I'm not an actor, but is it, like, a technique, like, um, I don't know, like, was you ever with a guy where he said, look, uh, I, I just don't want you doing that, you know, like, did somebody try to, like, take control of the situation or something, or? No, because everyone that, you know, I've dated, uh, since starting my acting career was aware of it, like, I was, I was doing acting before I dated them kind of thing, so it was kind of a very clear, like, this is what I do, and you better accept it, otherwise, like, we should, we shouldn't waste our time kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, you know, those, those kind of situations do come up rarely, like, I think I can name, like, 
maybe four, you know, four or five films, I think. I don't know. Maybe there's a few more. I don't really think so, though. Um, where there were some scenes that were questionable, like, I, that I could understand, like, someone getting irritated about. But I've done, like, 30 movies, so that's, like, yeah. hardly, you know what I'm saying? It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. What do you, even if it's six or seven. Well, what do you mean scenes that were questionable? What do you mean? Like, in the sense where I could see my partner being a little uncomfortable about yeah. that. You know, like, sex scene, like, yeah. intense. Yeah. Inten- more intense like sex scenes or shower scenes or whatever it may be a little bit gratuitous whatever it may be not even on the nudity front because I've never done nudity yeah. but you know to where it still might make them a little uncomfortable ah uh, okay, um, okay so yeah I mean but only, it's only happened a few times and then, like I said it was just it, it, it was just you know having to deal a little bit with irritation it wasn't like a huge problem I've never dealt with it where it was like a huge problem that affected me negatively. But I could see how it could be for some people, honestly. Yeah. I'm um, going back to Chicago. Um, what was the outlet that got you to want to pursue acting? I know Buffy was an influence, but what, like, how did you have a teacher that motivated you? Like, what was the. So actually, it was in Georgia. It wasn't Chicago. In Georgia? I spent my um, middle school and high school, it was in Georgia. Um, I was in Georgia for and I had a middle school teacher who really just fanned like she tried to get me into programs and all kinds of things and I should have done them I don't know why I didn't because I was being a stupid kid um, but I even got accepted really young into the Lee Strasberg program in, wow. t- in New York when I was like 15 and oh man I wish I had done that I didn't quite have enough money unfortunately like it was completely paid for but I had to pay for like a flight and like food and it, was, it ended up being like over two grand Jeez. my mom just did not have the money unfortunately at the time but I was definitely in the program and I really wish I could have gone because uh, it was a summer program it would have been amazing and it was very hard to get in but this teacher is the one that submitted me and submitted a video of me acting and stuff in this like class project and that's how I got in and then uh, she also got me into this school that was like three hours away from where we live that was a specialty school for uh, the, the artistically gifted I guess mm-hmm. um, and yeah she just really <laughs> she really made me believe that this was something I should be doing um, but again, you know, circumstance at the time, being poor and everything else, I just really couldn't uh, make it happen. I had to eventually I had to quit school and like work full time to help my family and stuff like that. And it took me years uh, before I could come back around and, and try to pursue acting again. And I did once I could. But by then I was older. I was like almost 24, you know, and that is a little bit old to be like starting in the mm-hmm. industry. Most people start when they're kids. Uh, not that I necessarily believe in that, but it is true, and it, it just makes it harder, you know? Wow. And again, because, you know, I've never been able to do it full throttle, I've never been able to, like, not work and just go after it, um, I've just never really been able to give it a full shot like I should have, which sucks, but it happens. So, like I said, it's just it's one of those things where you just have to keep on going forward and hope for the best, but not, like, get yourself upset if things don't work out. <laughs> um, what was the worst job you ever had in your life? Oh man, um, worst job. CC's wasn't that bad. I'm trying to think of like a really bad. I've actually kind of lucked out. Um, I've only had for one. I've only had like a handful of jobs ever. Like I'm the kind of person that I get a job and then I stick with it for yeah. many years. <laughs> yeah. I'm with um, that too. Oh, you know what? Though, actually, recently. Oh God, no, recently. Yeah. For the last like. But since like before July because as of July I started with this new company I'm with now and they're great mm-hmm. but before that I was with this other S- 
they were a pretend digital marketing company. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. In Los Angeles, they were pretending to do services that they were just incapable of doing. But the lady that ran the place was a bit crazy. Um, and she thought she was just crazy. She was completely insane. And um, she just made my life very difficult, like working for her. Um, and I was trying to help her and like help the company, but there was just no helping this woman. And the only reason why I stayed at the time was I was traveling so much. Like I was traveling because uh, I was doing all these feature films and I was going to Scotland and Ireland and just everywhere all the time I was traveling a ton so I was like screw it the job was very flexible so I was like I'm gonna keep this job until I'm done with all this traveling and then I I'm gotta leave because this bitch is nuts <laughs> I mean literally she was crazy um and that happened so like once I was done traveling I got this other job and I quit and within the uh 40 hours of my last day the whole company went under like oh. the whole company went under and all of the all the people the all like the clients that paid money were like calling me and it was just insane it was literally insane Ugh. oh my god <laughs> yeah it was just it was just it was a crapshoot that lady was like trying to run a business and say she knew how to do a service that she didn't know how to do and then she was making me do like everything but I couldn't I was just one person yeah. one person cannot run a company like by themselves they just can't Oh my god! <laughs> like, you know, like like all of the aspects of it. It wasn't like I was just managing people. I was managing teams and trying to do a bunch of work and manage her and talk to clients. It was just stupid. Oh it wasn't working. Well, at least you didn't do a McDonald's or anything like that. <laughs> well, I was going to say, though, I worked at CeCe's Pizza. That was like my first job, but it was not bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, it sucked. It was a minimum wage job, and I was like 15 or something. It wasn't like super fun, but it wasn't the worst job I've ever had. This mm -hmm. was. And it paid much better, but it was still annoying as hell. <laughs> um, so far, so far living in um, Los Angeles, um, has that has it changed your perspective on, I guess, life, or I guess just the whole atmosphere of you know how, you know how it's you know there's there's the the talk that oh Los Angeles is so superficial, it's so this and that. Um, is is that true? Is that statement true? Okay, no, yes and no. Okay. Yes and no. Yes, but like most places are. I mean, come on. Most people are materialistic nowadays. Most people are concerned with how they look. Most more people know who Kim Kardashian is than Joe Biden. Okay. Yeah. Uh, more people know, you know, what day Michael Jackson died versus what year we gained our independence from the British. I mean, like this is just how life is, yeah. right? Okay. People are sort of into themselves and materialistic and and you know, image conscious than they ever have been before. That being said, there is a more, there is a higher concentrate of that here. <laughs> because, because it's Hollywood, and I'm not kidding you, I was just laughing about this the other day. Everyone here is an actor. The firefighters are actors. The friggin' the ticket man, the like, like car ticket man is an actor. The locksmith is an actor. Your nurse at the hospital is also an actor. Every wow. fucking buddy here is an actor. And everyone's pretty and everyone's in really good shape and it's super annoying. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, and there are a shit ton of crazy people here. I mean like more more crazy per capita than I've ever seen. That being said, with those <laughs> negatives also comes a lot of pluses. There's also a crazy amount of people here from all over the world, more than any city I've ever been, more than New York, more than Atlanta, more than Chicago, way more people 
you very rarely meet people that say, I'm from LA. Like, it, it, it's very rare. You meet people from all over. Um, when you do meet really cool down to earth people, they're just super cool. They're some of the best people you'll ever meet. It's just crazy. Uh, it's beautiful. The weather's perfect. Uh, they are very forward thinking here, extremely forward thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're also very health conscious. So, like, for once, you actually know what you're eating and stuff, what you get at grocery stores or what you get at, like, restaurants. You, you know, it doesn't have chemicals. They've been mostly banned here, unlike a lot of other states. I don't know. It's there's good. There's there's. There, it's just like with any place. There's pluses and negatives. But I believe the stereotypes are definitely a bit skewed. I think people want you to believe that because they don't want anyone else moving here, <laughs> driving up our rent prices any more than they're already driven up. So. Oh man. Oh. I'm saying, uh, like, do you, is there any, like, regular people there? Like, people with love handles or just regular civilians? Like, everybody's oh, all, like, absolutely <laughs> yeah. there is. There's just, oh, yeah, of course there is. Of course, like anywhere else. But there, but there is a higher concentrate of, like, a lot of people are here in really good shape. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely noticeable. It, it can be intimidating, too. Because that means there's just so many people here in good shape. Yeah. But, um, but it's also refreshing. It's like, oh, people actually give a shit. Want to be able to walk around their block without huffing and puffing. It's like, it's nice, you know. Um, But I don't think you need to be like a meathead. You don't need to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know what I'm saying? And you see a lot of that, and it's quite funny. But, But yeah, there's normal people here, too. But it is funny. I'm not kidding. Like, one time I had to have... For reasons that are, they were not strippers, I swear to God, they were real firefighters. I had to have real for- firefighters in my apartment, like, three in the morning once, and there's five of them. And they all looked like they just walked off one of those sexy calendar things. I'm like, what is happening? This is not real. I almost wanted to take a picture. I'm like, no one's going to believe this. Like, five <laughs> calendar firefighter model dudes who are actual firefighters in my house. Like, this is not fucking real. <laughs> I loved it. It was hilarious, but it is weird. It's intimidating dealing with that sometimes. <laughs> I just want a normal human when there's an emergency situation. <laughs> um, I'm I'm gonna go off topic. Um, what are your thoughts on P- President Trump? Oh God, I've gotten in a little bit of trouble on uh, saying this with some fans. I mean, fans get really mad when I bring this up. I will say that, no, did I support him originally? No. Um, I get why people want him, and I don't like Hillary either. It wasn't like I was like, I really wanted Hillary in over Trump. That's not it. I really didn't like either of them um, for numerous reasons, Mm -hmm. obvious reasons, I feel like, that are still sort of obvious now. Uh Um, I, I think that this country, unfortunately, I think we need a real change, Mm -hmm. like a real, real change. Like things need to be shooken up. Like people are not acting right. They're not treating each other right. The country has lost its fucking marbles. Mm -hmm. People think they're well informed if they read a meme. I'm just like, I'm so tired of it. And I don't know who or what's going to do that. All I pray is that I really pray I'm wrong and that my initial assumptions about Trump are wrong, and that he is going to be a good president. But, I, but based on the cabinet and people he's picking right now, I don't have a lot of faith. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a little nervous, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, yeah. And um, 
my final question for you, Heather, is what would the Heather of today tell the Heather of yesterday? Oh, Jesus. Strap in and hold on? I have no idea. <laughs> Strap in and hold on? Okay. <laughs> I can't. Life is crazy. You just have to roll with it. It'll, yeah. it and it gets better. It does. It gets easier. It gets easier? Mm-hmm. Okay. Definitely does. Uh, Heather, um, plug your social media, plug any upcoming films you have up ahead, plug anything you want to plug. Sure. Um, so yeah, you can find me social media, just Heather Dorf or at, uh, Serenity Rising is one of my handles that you can easily find me on. Otherwise, just heatherdorf.com. Um, also my show, uh, Scream Queen Stream, you can find patreon.com slash Scream Queen Stream. It's the easiest way to find us, but again, we're on Facebook and all that good stuff. Otherwise, uh, keep an eye out for four films I'm in that I've shot in the last six months, and that's Book Out Road, Red Eye, and Ending, and Solitary Confinement. They should be good times. It's coming out next year, right? Uh, yeah, they're all, three of them are at least slated for next year sometime, but you know, those things can get pushed, it just depends. Yeah. But so far. It should be next year. <laughs> uh, fans have to look out for Heather. Check her out. And you're definitely awesome, Heather. And I appreciate you talking to me. No problem. And Thank I hope, you for having me. No, and I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks. Bye.